Hello and welcome to If You Want to Jam, the podcast that chats to musicians about their love of sport. My name is Jared Ryan. On the first episode, we are talking to Scott and Charlene's wedding frontman, Craig Dermody, about his love for basketball. His song 1993 is a deep dive into the Chicago and New York Eastern Conference Finals and the lead up to the Bulls' third championship. We chat about where Craig's love of basketball started, writing songs about sport, his favourite sporting moments and the relationship between sport and music. Enjoy. the the 2013 album any port in a storm mm-hmm. uh there's a couple of tracks that sort of mention basketball but obviously the, the 1993 obviously has yeah about basketball and the chicago knicks series do you want to mm. talk about writing that song and uh yeah like uh i i think that was part of when you did give me the heads up about like name another like sporting song and i started writing that song because i was listening to paul kelly's song about don bradman yeah. And, and I was like, oh, this is great. This is, and it was just a fun song. And I'd listened to it just before, just to sort of jog my memory. And, and um, you know, and like, uh, yeah, he, he speaks about the drama of it all. And, you know, and, it, and it's sort of almost been like a, like a, a big, you know, uh, Shakespearean, you know, like epic yeah. uh, kind <laughs> of thing. And, and I just remember that, that series. I was so happy when you like, <laughs> In message because it's very niche this yeah, this, yeah. this particular series and it, it didn't even come up that much in the in the last dance yeah yeah it, it was it, it sort of skimmed over it i went back and watched the episode and i was like yeah there yeah. wasn't that much on it but no no and because it was sort of like in a way a, a, a not a celebratory time in in jordan's time like you know that was sort of like backs to the wall and and then but i really i i was probably 12 i think i say there's a line in the song i was 12 yeah, at the yeah. time or something and that's yeah. a it was a really formative time like uh, uh i just discovered basketball and and i still remember like uh the first game that i saw was uh the one where he hit the six threes in the first half versus portland and that was like the year before and uh, and that that is still a very vivid memory and and then that was around the time when like you know, uh, Nirvana had just sort of kicked off, and we were a real talkback radio kind of house. So music yeah. was became a big thing, and it was like, oh, this is a big changing moment in my life. And then coming around to that particular series, I was really, really obsessed by that time. And like, yeah, I loved that Knicks team, like yeah. as well. They had like, they were sort of, um, yeah, it was a really kind of epic, like good guys versus bad guys kind of thing and and everybody at that time and sort of uh they won't like the the good guys have become the underdog even though they were the 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 back-to-back like champions they had sort of become like oh they're not gonna do it and there's these kind of really cool bad guys and john starks and stuff and i really like got really into his story of like not being drafted and and you know and his pathway to the nba was like he he was like 
uh, working in a supermarket for a long period and then just like came out was just a real you know like sort of like the next wave of the pistons and all that kind of stuff and yeah so yeah that and that and i was living in new york at the time when i when i wrote it so i was sort of hanging out at all these like really famous like i was going to rucker and stuff and like uh the the west fourth basketball courts and mm trying my luck down there and but you know <laughs> it was there was some great great players around and um but culturally basketball was just everywhere and um i think that was also around the time of jeremy lynn as well and like uh so so new york was like popping off and so yeah it just it just sort of made sense to sort of try and recount like uh what i thought was like the greatest series in in NBA history, yeah. But um, but doesn't get t- talked about as much as the others. So, so how yeah. how did you get into basketball? So what was it? Did did you just see a game on TV or was it? Yeah. Like, so that, I think in the in the early nineties they had NBA action on twelve o'clock on Saturday mornings, mm-hmm. and um, I just came home from cricket one day. I, I still had my whites on, and and uh, that was when just on channel. I never watched basketball. I was American, like we didn't really see much american sports at all and they just showed um yeah that particular game with like jordan 35 points in the first half and i'm just like as a i think i was 11 when that happened and i was it was endorphins were going crazy i was like (laughs) yeah and then every time after that i would i would tape uh nba action which had like the top 10 countdown and you know players like mugsy bogues and latrell sprewell and Mm -hmm. And uh, just rewatch those on the VHS, and then, yeah, like uh, I think a period at the end of the Bulls sort of dynasty that the I, I heard a rumor that they that AFL bought the rights. I don't know if this is true. This yeah, is just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was a good five or six year period where you couldn't watch NBA in Australia. Like you, there was nowhere to watch it. So I had a bit of a blackout time during like early Kobe Lakers days, but. Yeah. Otherwise, I consumed everything I could get my hands on that was shown on free to air. So, yeah. Were you you attracted to like Chicago because they were doing so well at the time, or was it something that like? Yeah, like that's just it. I mean, (laughs) their their logo was cool. Jordan just looked cool. Yeah, and you know, and and I don't know if you. I mean, I'm sure that we can talk about smoking weed a lot, but like, (laughs) by the time I was 15, 16, like I was quite a stoner and i would watch the games and i would just like yeah just watch jordan and just like stylistically like yeah he's a cool dude (laughs) (laughs) and and yeah just just loved sort of like every every sort of aspect of that team so there wasn't you know when you're not from you know i like the adelaide 36s and stuff but you know Mm -hmm. when you're not you're not from a place it's it's sort of strange to i think a lot of people who are sort of my age like 39 if if you're outside of America, the Bulls are your team. Yeah. Um, but for no other reason than they're just really cool. Like, yeah. They, I mean, yeah. Enough, like they were... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so going back to like writing the song, did you did you sit down going, I want to hit these sort of points in the song, or did it just sort of flow a bit more than that? Yeah. Like I wanted it to be like a little bit. Uh, I've th- I think in that Paul Kelly song, he sort of mentions how like you know the the father and son go to the ground together and it's a, and it's a, a, a formative time. It's a memory in, in time. And, and so like, I wanted to put in there, like, 
I was 12 and I was learning different things about the world. And I think it was like, oh, the good guys don't always win or whatever. You know, you're coming out of watching Ninja Turtles and stuff. And yeah. then all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> you're like, you're watching sport. And uh, yeah. And then also just the, just the nerdy details about like Pippin doing those really famous last couple of block yeah. shots and stuff. Pop, pop that in there. I think it was game four, Jordan getting 55. Like it's a, it's one for the nerds. Like it's, yeah. A, <laughs> it's, yeah. And I sort of, I sort of uh, wanted to, and, and then, you know, I'm just sort of saying like, a, I'm, I'm still the same. Like, so from that time, uh, I still obsess over NBA in exactly the same way that I did in, in 1993. So yeah. And just wanted to get that all in there somehow. And yeah. So what now what attracts you to basketball what what is it about basketball that oh wow it's just a, <laughs> it's so much uh, it's a loaded yeah, question I, but <laughs> i love lebron i think lebron's yeah. just so cool um you know i love i love all the stats and stuff and um the the drama i think i did a, a good a good um chat with my friend the other day about like you know you're saying how like the 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 game changes so much and and um but the drama is still there like the 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 stories of the particular players and and then just just all those those close finishes and stuff it's a particular sport that you know i watched it with a friend who who didn't really watch basketball and he was just like this is bullshit why is every game so close and i'm just like (laughs) because that's awesome (laughs) because we love it's the drama why leonard at the end of a, a seven game series hit this shot over the top of Ben Simmons and yep. Embiid and just be like, that's why I watch this shit. The, the drama of it is like uh, so huge. <laughs> and, you know, and like, and, and, you know, and love, love so many other aspects of it. So many big personalities, but I think, I think LeBron's just a cool guy and there's so many, so many cool people, you know? Um, yeah. I don't, I, in a ways I don't sort of like as much, um, there's like, it's not as sort of, they've sort of really pushed hard to make it less, um, more scoring and, and less physical and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But I still, and when that comes out again on, I think July, when, whenever it is in a week or something, yeah, I, I will, think it's a week. Yeah. I will be glued to the, whether we're <laughs> locked down or not. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, you mentioned earlier that you were living in the States. Mm. Um, did you like how many games were you going to were you like really involved or (laughs) i feel actually silly how how little games i went to like but i was really growing up as well like i really connected with the i had a basketball court in my house and i was there 24 7 and people would come from sort of other parts of adelaide because they knew that they would always get a game there and i was really fascinated with um the street basketball story. Mm-hmm. So I was always at those courts in like Brooklyn or like, or, or downtown and I'd make the trek uptown for Rucker all the time. And I really became involved in that as much as I could. And, um, but um, the actual game, I went to the first game, the first ever Brooklyn game, went to that. That was my first yeah. ever game. That was really, really cool. Um, and was that um, out at Barclays or that's right. It was the first game out there. And that was a really sort of divisive thing in New York because Mm -hmm. they, they, they definitely moved a lot of houses out. And, um, I remember I got, 
I can't remember what was that point guard's name who they got first up. Who was really oh, cool. He was from Utah anyway. He, I yeah. had one of his jerseys before the team even started, and I'm like, uh, and you know, and people were sort of divided about where's where's the New York community going to go. And I'm mm-hmm. crossing the street once, and and like, <laughs> and uh, and the, the, before the first game had even started, this like lady who was probably like 50 years old just looked like she just was a librarian or something. She's crossing the street in front of me, and she just gets about a meter from me and just goes, "Fuck Brooklyn." And I'm like, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of, a lot of passion in New York about it and um, yeah but uh yeah and I saw um a few different games but there was a cool playoff game that I ended up forking out like 250 bucks yeah um and saw Celtics versus uh Knicks when they were really good and that was really great and then I went to LA and I got to see Kobe and that was oh wow yeah that was that was really cool like I I forked out again, like 300 bucks, got about 10 rows back, playing the Nuggets. This is the end of his career. It's like uh, scores tied, there's nine seconds left. And I'm just like, I'm going to see it. I'm going to yeah. see it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and he just went a massive fadeaway. It came up short, went into overtime and they lost. And, and it was just kind of cool in a way to be like, that's what makes all those other ones that he did hit so cool is like, yeah. it's, it's like a bummer. I didn't get to see it, but like, <laughs> you know, I think sometimes people that uh, don't see the whole picture, mm-hmm. like that, that mainly people miss those shots and understand how amazing it is when they, when they, when do, they go, yeah. when they happen. Yeah. So yeah, got to see some cool games. I'm never uh, upset that I never, that I was living in New York for insanity and didn't, didn't pop on down, but like everybody was glued to the, it was, uh, it was cool to be in a place where the games are on at nighttime, like here, you know, where yeah. we don't, we don't end up sort of watching all the games in a bar and, you know, as a communal thing, but there you're all crowded around the, the bar and, you know, watching insanity and New York was popping off at that time. It was really cool. <laughs> so, yeah. What's what's your favorite sort of basketball moment? Is there like I mean, you you spoke about getting to see Kobe and stuff like that, but even yeah. if it was just on TV, what was something that you saw will go back to? <laughs> well, Jordan's last shot is just huge. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. I, I I rewatch. I've got a really cool picture on my wall of like a, that a friend took. Um, that is like the game where he came back as number 45 and uh, scored 55 points in Madison Square Garden. I watch that sometimes, highlights of that, like, which is kind of nerdy to go back that far, but it's so cool. I loved the Kawhi shot that just yeah. happened last year. That was just a lot of fun. Um, that 2016 series where LeBron yeah. overcame the you know, like the Death Star, like, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> the Death Star of basketball. I'm yeah. <laughs> um, like, these guys are some great villains as well, you know. Yeah. And LeBron was sort of like, you know, uh, like the 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 ultimate underdog, and just yeah, set, well, the 73 win team. I love that series, um, and yeah, there's just so so many others as well. But those those definitely stand out, and and definitely yeah, go go back to like both the three peats with the bulls and stuff. And mm-hmm. then I've started watching this ESPN documentary on the Lakers versus Celtics things of the, yeah, of the eighties. The well. yeah, yeah, That's a lot 30 of fun. 30, yeah. 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 To sort of, and I'm just like, Oh, hang on. I never even realized 
No other team won a championship that whole decade except the Pistons. <laughs> it was just bang, bang, bird magic the whole decade. And yeah. I'm like, oh, this is, yeah, this is, that was, that was really big for the sport, like set the scene for Jordan to sort of do what he did and that. So, yeah, that's always fun to revisit. Do you, like, did you enjoy revisiting everything through the last dance? Did you, like? Absolutely loved it. Loved <laughs> it. And, and, you know, and, and I do, it was cool to watch it with people who don't, didn't get into basketball um, because, you know, the story, I, I feel like it could have gone for 20 parts. Like there yeah. was still, there was still like, I was still sitting there with people and, and fleshing out, like, this is the actual background to this and this and this. And, and, you know, and, and I do, I do like, I mean, he got the final cut, like he ended up coming off. Mm. I remember things at, as they were happening and me as even as a kid being like, mm, damn Jordan like I wish you were just a little you know a bit better a, a bit of a better guy like, yeah. <laughs> and but in the last dance like it was all very much like his Him trying to repair part. his yeah and I was a bit sort of bummed that like a lot of the people who didn't know a lot about basketball one of the first things they said is like poor Pippen and I'm like nah Pippen was he got money in the end he was a badass he was totally respected he was really upset with the portrayal of him because it sort yeah. of made him come off looking uh, sulky and like, you know, they, they go on so much about that last, his, him stepping out for that when Kukoc hit that shot and the last 0.1 seconds or whatever. Mm-hmm. They didn't, they really glazed over the fact that they still took that series crazy. And he did that crazy dunk on, on Patrick Ewing, like the next game or the game after that. And I'm like, Pippen is a real badass, like is and and he was totally like, yeah, loved. But the yeah, but otherwise, like introducing Dennis Rodman to the you know he's had a thirty thirty done about him. But a lot of people yeah. like my housemates who are just musicians never watch any sport. Um, I just like who's this Dennis Rodman guy? Like he crosses <laughs> over into like you yeah. know like like David Bowie kind of like fans are like we like this rodman guy like yeah. <laughs> so so did you like it or yeah i i really enjoyed it i mean mm. um i was my sort of experience with basketball was a lot later to what that was so it was cool yeah to yeah sort of have a history catch up you know yeah um, i think yeah and i've started going back and sort of reading more about like phil jackson and all that yeah. sort of stuff um yeah so, yeah, there's the, mean, jo- there's the Jordan rules to get through as well. And yeah, yeah. That um, was one of the ones they touched on, how he ended up coming off. I read that I was really young and just like, oh, he does sound like a bad guy. <laughs> but yeah, it, the, the whole like villainization of Jordan, I think is interesting, especially I think that's what appeals to say for me for with LeBron is that he's actually such a nice guy and he's doing yeah. so much outside of sport and can still play at that extreme high level. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think in, in sort of like Jordan never really took that on and, and what was never touched on in the, in the doco and as a sort of, I was, you know, 14 years old and I was learning about like where the shoes come from and i sort of became really conscious pretty early on about like unethical, um, uh, the way like production factory. Oops. Sorry. Um, Did I lose you then? Yeah, it's all good. All good. Cool. Um, yeah, the way the shoes were made. And I was always, I don't know if Jordan had any control over this, but he sort of like had made Nike the big. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, damn, Jordan, I wish you would sort of speak out a little bit about like the way all your shoes are made. 
mm-hmm. because you could probably do something about this and you could do a lot. Of, and they touched on how like they would have liked it if he had become a bit more political about that particular person who was running. It was a polit- politician. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. And, and it's cool that LeBron goes head to head. Like, you know, he's mentioned on Fox News all the time. Trump tweets about him all the time. Popovich is in there and Steve yeah, Kerr's yeah. in there and, and, you know, and LeBron started that school and, you know, I mean, it's a, it is also a different, a different time where potentially people who weren't going to be political um, became political, like now more than say in the nineties. And, you know, Jordan's even now, like he ended up donating a massive amount of money to Black Lives Matter and yeah. is sort of a different person himself now. But LeBron is someone to love for yeah. <laughs> for that like yeah i i really like his like you know like back and forth with like fox news and all that kind of stuff and yeah so yeah i i like him a lot what are your sort of views on i mean i mentioned phil jackson earlier and sort of going back and i'm a lakers fan um as well and having that sort of phil jackson connection through them Mm. Do you do you subscribe to the whole thing that he was a really good coach coaching really good? <laughs> is it the idea is he was just an average coach coaching uh, Jordan and Kobe? He was just, I, to me, he landed in the perfect situation. Like um, mm-hmm. when you see, you see how like LeBron is u- utilized and he's utilized in this kind of just straight pick and roll situations constantly. If he was set up in a triangle offense, then I feel like things would work easier for him too. But like the triangle and Phil Jackson work really well in this system where there is a Jordan or a Kobe, but you try and put, I think, I think there was a few other teams that tried. I think Milwaukee tried at some point and it's just like, it, it just sort of makes like teams not being able to predict as easily where Jordan's going to, where players like Jordan are going to get the ball on the court. and like and set up their like double teams and all that kind of stuff so it was perfect for phil jackson and and he was probably like he probably magnified like the potential of people like kobe and jordan but i probably wouldn't say like he's he's like a popovich kind of guy who like you know you you give these different characters in different situations and and popovich started out being like defensive minded and then changed his team for his like into like starting out like this ball movement situation and he's a genius um phil Phil jackson was a a genius in his sort of in his way that like with with the personnel that he had but you saw how it went in new york you know and that was that was a bad thing for him but you know and the way that he managed like dennis rodman and stuff was really cool and just gave him him space so yeah i i love phil jackson yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> but um, but um, the the start the planets really aligned for him to sort of be the 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 winningest coach of all time as well, for sure. Um, so the sort of premise of this podcast is the the relationship between sport and music. Mm. Um, do you see there being like, I mean, you you were talking earlier about sort of having like talking to a lot of musicians and sort of local scenes about sport and it being really engaging. Is there like mm. a, a relationship between sport and music in that way? I, I think, I think it is like that. There definitely is because um, that like I was saying before the drama 
and mm-hmm. and you know and 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 themes of songs are always you know love and emotion and 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 that stuff with like you your, your football teams and your, you know, people are like religious about it down here and like, and also like people like, uh, you, you always like, uh, I mean, for football, you, you, you do the same football team that your parents like go for. And, mm-hmm. and so you always have this connection with your parents and there's so many, uh, songs about that. And, and it's not necessarily about, uh, the actual sport, but the experiences that you had with, with important people in your life while sport was the, the backdrop, the thing that you were doing and the thing that you enjoyed. So I think that they're really intertwined and especially intertwined for, for me because it's, it's such a, like a, a big part of my life. And, you know, when I'm sitting down to write and just like, just writing about like, you know, the, what's on my mind and stuff and, and, and sports just in there, like as, <laughs> as, 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 as one of the main things and, and not just, you know, cause I sort of love, you know, football or whatever, but because I watched the game with my best friend and, you know, or like, you know, we were going through something that was maybe greater than, than the, the, the actual sporting event itself, but they're, they're connected and, and intertwined. So yeah. Yeah. I think there's for sure. Like, um, and yeah, I'm surprised I can't think of any more sort of local people that have done more sporting songs. But yeah, yeah. I think it's a, a natural thing to do. Growing up, was there like, I mean, you mentioned that you grew up in Adelaide and there wasn't so much of a sort of difference between the sport crowd and the music mm. crowd. Why was that? Is that a like a specific cultural thing or? I I have no idea. Yeah, I think I think people like Paul Kelly sort of like, definitely embraced sport um and yeah it, i think i think it just i'm, I'm not i actually have no idea like how is it right. in sydney and stuff like i, I feel like it, it was pretty bit- it was a pretty a little bit separate it's it's interesting hearing i mean the stories about sort of queensland and it really being very separate yeah I yeah mean, it, it's it's and and definitely it wasn't like you know every there was definitely a lot of people in the punk scene that were like fuck jocks and you know and fuck football and all that kind of stuff but i was definitely never um uh sort of cast out of the punk sort of uh area for for banging on about like uh football <laughs> like uh, late at night or anything and and i really can't sort of put that down to like uh just just maybe it just sort of kicked off at some point and and uh historically they're just sort of just just remained together and and uh yeah and even my queensland friends who are all you know getting into like sports as well and just sort of being like oh yeah cool like you know there's yeah it's it's sort of it's sort of for the artists as well but i'm not i'm not sure why they're so like uh, uh open to that sort of connection in in some places and others not what appeals to you about writing songs about sport what is it about sport that I mean we we've mentioned the drama, but is yeah. there is there something that's like and and Paul Kelly's written loads yeah. of songs about I, sport. What what is that, you know? Yeah, I yeah, it's just the the, the raw emotion. It's a it's yeah. a they're not different, they're not um uh distinct, separate emotion. It's the same type of sort of like, you know, thing like with the with the like, you know, your team winning or losing or whatever is, you know, is, is carries all your hopes in yeah. in the same kind of way that, uh, you know, 
you really hope to, you know, you hope your family's good or whatever, you know. And, and I know that that is such a sort of weird thing to say. It's like, how could you compare, you know, like, but um, it is sometimes like, uh, like it has that kind of uh, big grand feel to it that, uh, that, you know, like, yeah, has, has that connection with, with carries a, a lot of weight in your life. Like, yeah. And, yeah. And, in a, and in a good way, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I hope it's positive most of the time. Sometimes it's not. <laughs> it's... <laughs>